If you have any questions about the book, or you want me to read something, or you want a shout out, or if you just want to contact me, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. There will be a question linked to this episode in the description, so check it out and respond if you can. Thank you. Chapter 5, Wings of Fire, Moon Rising Moon hid in her cave for the rest of the day. She pretended to be asleep when her clawmates came back, even though King Kashu, hopefully, rustled around and dropped several scrolls in an effect to wake her up. <clears throat> the Rainwing's mind was buzzing with how much she wanted to talk about winter and Kibli and the scavenger, which was exactly what Moon wanted to avoid. Eventually, King Kashu went off to find someone named Tarman. Carnelian curled up on her ledge, and Moon fell asleep for real. The nightmare came immediately this time. Ever since the comet six months ago, she had the same awful reoccurring dream, <clears throat> although the details sometimes changed. A roaring avalanche crushed Dragonus in its path. Light, lightning split the sky as thunder rolled through the jagged peaks. Dragon screamed in terror and died all around her, the dust spasms shattering through her mind. That's Jade Mountain, she realized for the first time, watching the earth shake and crap op- crack open, the fang-shaped peaks crumbling into a slide of deadly boulders. Jade Mountain is falling? She couldn't move, she couldn't speak, couldn't call for help, couldn't warn the dying dragons. She could only stand and watch as pain pounded through her head and the world was dis- being- was destroyed right under her claws. This can't be real. It's just a nightmare. It's just everything I worry about and everything Mother worries about. And now probably all the dragons are about me worrying about all rolled into my head and exploding. Not vision, not prophecy, not the future. Please, it can't be the future. A sand wing on fire, screaming. Cracks appearing all along Jade Mountain, opening right under her, under the talons of dragons and swung them into the ground. A dragon who looked like Hikaju, but white with fear, shrieking as falling, rocks crushed her tail. Wake up! Moon screamed at herself. Talons and teeth, you poor little dragonette. A huge shape suddenly loomed beside her, as if another mountain had materialized out of the ground. She had a lightning-fast impression of silver and black, and then vast talons closed around her claws, and she was suddenly yanked out of the nightmare into the darkness. Cool, still, peaceful darkness. Darkness with no voices in her head, nothing burning or collapsing, no noise or catastrophe or panicking. It was, in fact... The first silence she found since arriving at Jada Mountain. She wanted to rest in it forever. Moon took a deep breath, and then another, and gradually her heart slowed down. This was still a dream, she knew. Someone, the other telepath, had lifted her out of her nightmare, and she was still asleep. He'd brought her, he brought her mind somewhere quiet, and she guessed he was waiting nearby. After a long, long while, there was a voice in the dark softly. You're a mess. Moon hunched her wings forward and wrapped them around herself. She she whispered, I know. Someone should be punished for letting you get this way, the voice growled. 
No one knows why. No one knows I'm like this. She said, shaking her head. She hesitated. Th- thank you for uh, that. What you? You should be able to do that yourself. He said. She thought it was a he. It was hard to tell sometimes from a dragon's eternal voice. She could sense nothing else about the speaker. When he was silent, it was as though there was nothing there. It was sort of creepy, a voice with nothing behind it. She couldn't sense any emotions or thoughts. There was just emptiness, a blank as as blank as the dark walls around her. Was this how ordinary dragons felt every day? <clears throat> that everyone else was just a face and noise on a completely opaque black drop? And all you could do, all you could know about someone was what they chose to show and tell you. Why can't you do anything? He asked. Showed your thoughts, silenced the voices. By all the moons, why has nobody trained you to step outside your visions? Uh, that wasn't a vision, she said quickly. It was, it was just a nightmare. Really? He said, telling him, that's your opinion? She didn't want to talk about the possible future and destruction of Deep Mountain. Who trained you? she asked. My father, he said. Oh, said Moon. She never met her father, and Secret Keeper didn't want to talk about him. All she would ever say was that he died when the volcano rubbed in. Moon had only learned his name by reading it in her mother's mind. Marosir. That sounds nice, she said. Now he was definitely amused. You wouldn't say so if you'd ever known my father. What volcano? I, I, I did, didn't. Moon fumbled for an answer. He just plucked that information out of a passing thought. Please don't do that. Do what? Ah, invade your privacy. Rummage through your memories? That would be interesting, me, wouldn't it? But isn't that what you do to other dragons every moment of the day? Not on purpose, Moon cried horrified. I don't want to. I wish I could stop myself. I know it's a curse, and it's terrible hearing what everyone is thinking all of the time. And I don't want to know the future, especially if, especially if it's it's like that. She turned, spreading one wing into the darkness, and hit solid rock. She spread her claws and reached out, realizing she was surrounded by rocks on all sides. Don't wish to be ordinary, moon watcher, said the voice in the dark. Why would you ever wish for that? Your powers are a gift, and don't you know that? She brushed her talons along the rough crevices of the walls beside her. A gift? Not according to my mother, she said. How strange, he mused. I've never met anyone who would call our powers a curse. Other powers, yes, but not ours. She says everyone will hate me if they find out what I can do, and said. Not that they like me very much to start with. Why does it matter if they hate you, he said. You're better than they are. You can do amazing things, although you could do more amazing things if you had any training. Right, now you're a little pathetic. Thank you very much, Moon said, flicking her wings back. See, he said, just then you felt angry at me. Perhaps you could even hate me a little bit, but you still want to talk to me because of my power. You're drawn to me. The same will be true for you. Once I know what you can do, dragons will need you. You'll be able to do anything you want. What if I want to have friends? Dragons who aren't scared of me, she thought. I'll be a friend, he said, answering her thought as if she spoken it aloud. I'm not even remotely scared of you. She su- suspected he was joking, but it was hard to tell. Besides, dragons who are scared of you can be u- very useful. Tell me, would you really give up your powers if you could?
Moon thought about everything her mother had always told her, and then she thought about being able to see inside everyone. She thought about the, the time her vision had saved her from falling from a falling tree, and she thought about what it would be like for her mind to really be empty and quiet all the time, the way it was the way it was now. No, she finally admitted, I don't want to be like other dragons. I just want them to not mind that I'm different, if that makes sense. I want to stop being scared of being found out, of what my visions mean, of other dragons, of other dragons, of everything. I think I can help you with that, he said. Who are you? she asked again. There was a long pause. You really don't know, he said, as if he finally believed it. How would I? She tried pushing back with her mind, trying to get beyond the blank wall of nothing that went with the voice. But she didn't know how, and she couldn't find anything there at all. Are you another student or a teacher? Why haven't I heard you before? She shows the rocks with one of her talents. Can we meet in real life? I have so many questions. How can you not know about me? He asked. I can't find any mention of me in your mind anywhere. There was a very long, thoughtful silence. You must be in Nightwing, right, Moongus? But then why wouldn't you have spoken to me before, when we were all back in the village? Or are you Stonemover, the dragon Starflight told us about? There was only five Nightwing students at the school, including her. She tried to think of anything anyone else had been sent here. Mind reader? That would be funny, if her name was actually true. But Moon had seen into her mind and didn't think so. Mighty Claws? Fearless? Or there was one other Nightwing Dragonet, a couple of years older, who she hadn't met before because his parents hated Secret Keeper and avoided her. It could be him. Or Fate Speaker? But Fate Speaker hadn't, ha- hadn't had anything like this in her wide open mind earlier. The Nightwings are in the rainforest now? The voice mused instead of answering her question. Interest- interesting. I can't reach that far. But I don't know any of those dragons. I don't know any of those dragons, so more time has passed than I realized. Moon touched her head, puzzled. Was he not from the tr- tribe? Was he not a nightwing at all? More time has passed since what? She asked. What year is it, Moonwatcher? She breathed a plume of fake, plume of fire into the dark. Nothing but rock around her. No other dragon in sight. How long... Sense of scorching, he asked. Surely this is something you've learned from one of your beloved squirrels. Moon knew he'd just get the answer from her brain anyways. Five thousand and twelve years, she answered. A pause. What? He roared. And then suddenly, with a wrenching twist in her stomach, Moon Watcher woke up. She lay there on the moss for a moment, feeling as if she'd been dropped from a great height and plunged into a vat noise. Vat of noise, because even in the middle of the night, minds were buzzing all around her. Cornelian's dreams were belligerent and blood-soaked. Kinkajus were sunny and colorful, but with a hint of anxiety around the edges that her waking that her waking mind normally wouldn't allow in. What just happened? Are you still there? She tried to reach out to the mystery voice, but there was no answer. Along the passage, she could sense four dragonettes still awake each in different caves, the brain circling nervously. Was one of them the voices that had been talking to her? It didn't seem like that. They were all preoccupied with their own troubles, and none of them were thinking about her at all. Moon recognized one of them as Sora. The mudwing was doing some kind of breathing ritual where she imagined mud pouring ore all over her fears, burying them so all Moon could see was ripples. 
Another dragonet was reading, but couldn't concentrate on the words. He kept thinking, Everyone will know I don't belong here. Of the sleepers, several of their dreams echoed images from wars, a few of them nearly as bad as Moon's nightmares. She stretched her mind until she found Winter in Kibley's cave by the little spark of the scavenger gave off. Even in his sleep, the icing was steep in even even in his sleep. The icing was deep in sleep without dreams, but Kibley's dreams were worried in an odd way and seemed to involve other samings throwing snakes at him. Alright, so if it wasn't one of the students in the sleeping caves, it had to be one of the older dragons. Maybe it was time to f- try and find Stone Mover. If she, should, if she could track down his cave on her own, she could ask him if he was the voice in her head. She stepped over the doorway as quietly as she could, but her tail bumped one of the school racks and it rattled across the floor. Kingaju made a sleepy noise of protest in her dream. Kingo Carnelian growled and whirled around to face a new attacker. Moon held her breath until they were still, and then she picked up her map, map of the academy, whisked into the hall, and turned to head deeper into the mountain. Her guess was that Stonemover lived on the far side, probably as far from the school as he could get, so he wouldn't be disturbed. She chose the quietest, darkest path, breathing on small plumes of flame to study the map as she went. Stonemover's cave was mar- wasn't marked, but there were notes on the map about areas to avoid such as, passage is too narrow for dragons down this way, or swarm of bats here. As the voices from the school grew quieter, she listened intently for anything else, a different mind, or the sound of dragon's claws. She knew the other mind reader could shield his thoughts from her, but perhaps if he was distracted, or she got him off unguarded, or if she managed to get close enough to him, maybe she could fil- maybe something would filter through. And then, in a dark tunnel with a low roof, to her surprise, she did hear someone. Lost another scale today, I think, and she didn't come. But then, why was she? There was fall- That was followed by a long sound, like a mental sigh, and then she heard the echo of a real sigh reverberating rever- 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 on the walls around her. It came from a branch of tunnel off to her right. She ducked her head, climbed up the passage. This mind's thoughts were very, very slow, as if they were boulders being pushed up a hill. Hungry again. Nothing I can do about it. Moon hesitated. He didn't sound like the dragon she'd been talking to, but she'd come this far. She heard scales scraping against stone. Cautiously, she crept around the next corner, and there he was. A huge dragon lay stretched out against the cave wall with his eyes half closed. A torch flickered from a post near his head. His scales were shades of gray and black, and he looked way down. Almost more like a statue than a real dragon. But real black eyes were open to stare at her as she came in. Hello, she whispered. He said. There was no flash of recognition in his eyes. Surely if this were the dragon in her head, he'd known who she was. Are you are you stone mover? she asked. He exhaled slowly. Without lifting his head, he answered. Unfortunately, yes. I'm Moonwatcher, she said. My first visitor from the Academy, he rasped. Apart from Sonny, of course. She said I might have other dragons to talk to from time to time. But there has been none so far. 
not even sunny today. I was. It was only the first day. He explained. I'm sure someone else will be along soon, and it was probably a really busy day for Sunny. Hmm. He said again. There was a long pause, and Moon couldn't help thinking that for a dragon who supposedly longed for company, he certainly had very little to say. He didn't even have to very. He didn't have very much to think. His mind was slowly revolving back around to how hungry he was. She couldn't ask him if he'd been talking to her on her mind. In her head, if it wasn't him, and she was fairly sure now that it wasn't, then she'd be giving herself away. But maybe she should try somewhere where I'm about it. Approach, approach. You must know a lot about Nightwings, she said. Because I'm old, he creaked. I suppose, compared to you, I certainly am. Uh no, I just I mean I was wondering if there were any mind readers in your generation. He let out a grunt that might have been a chuckle. Ah uh, no, no, the mind readers are all gone for many, many moons now. There are always young dragons who hope the legendary gift will reappear. But we are far better off without them. That kind of power will ruin your life. Moon shivered. There was the same thing. That was the same thing her mother had always said. But this dragon was different. He knew what she was talking about. He knew what he was talking about because now she could see his own curse in his mind. He was an animus dragon, a miserable one who wished he'd never been hatched, a dragon whose power had stolen his one love, his hope for family, his home, and in the end, his very scales, which were turning to stone around him. What she couldn't see was how she couldn't see all the. St- what she couldn't see was how she couldn't see all the stuffs and choices that had brought him here. What if she chose? What What if she chose differently? Was it possible to have powers and not lose everything else? The mind reader who'd been speaking to her t- seemed to think so. If she could find him, if she could learn from him, maybe she could avoid Stonemover's fate. He certainly seemed like a better role model than this poor dragon. I'm sorry, she said. I should get back. It was it was nice to meet you. You too, he said with another sigh. It took Moon a while to find her way back. She was relieved when she finally saw the light of sleeping caves up ahead, and she hadn't gone been gone as long as she thought. The same four dragons were still awake, and Carnelian was steep in the same dream, now battling an ice wing. As she approached her sleeping cave, something tugged instantly at her mind. Someone's dream, perhaps. But as she let herself follow it, suddenly she found she was listening into a conversation, as clear as parrots shrieking in the rainforest. I see how you. Benefit from this plan, but I'm not hearing any guarantees for me. Killing is easy enough, but if I kill him, how do I know he'll tell me the truth? And what happens to him if they catch me? They won't catch you," said a deeper, more slithery voice. "Just do it. Do this for me, and I'll give you the one thing you want." Moon froze, staring around the deserted hallway. What was? That it wasn't the mind reader's voice, not the one Moon was starting to think as her friend. These voices were close by, and the conversation was happening between minds, not out loud. How could that be possible? Were there more telepaths here, and why were they talking about killing? 
Moon closed her eyes and tried to listen as hard as she could, but now she couldn't separate out the conversation she was looking for. Had it either ended or faded back into the confusing, rolling sounds of the dreams around her. Her eyes popped open. That's the answer. A dream visitor. Someone had been using a dream visitor to talk to one of the dragonettes at the school. And whoever it was, was planning a murder.